man cave. A sanctuary. A sacred place. A place where we can go talk about the things we want to talk about. A place where we're surrounded by our favorite teams. A place where everyone is welcome. Grab a seat and a beverage. This is the Man Cave Podcast with Dan Casper. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is the Man Cave Podcast brought to you by Woods and Water Realty and Twisted Tea. I'm Dan Casper. As always, every single episode, it's me hosting, leading you through some great conversation. Got to lead off the podcast, though, with a little bit of an apology. I keep saying, I keep promising you all, we're going to have multiple episodes every week. I have yet to uh, fulfill that promise, I guess. This week has just been, um, not to make any excuses and not to get into into too many details, but uh, let's just say, uh, kind of a week from hell, <laughs> if, you work in the uh, tech industry, technology industry, and when technology doesn't want to work, it's not fun, and especially when people don't get their technology working. So anyways, we're still living. We're still L-I-V-I-N. All right, all right, all right. Still living and breathing, though. What are we going to be uh, chatting about on this episode of the Man Cave Podcast? I'll tell you what. There's a couple of things. I've been kind of scratching my brain here a little bit, trying to trying to take a breather, trying to escape here a little bit. That's what the Man Cave Podcast is, is kind of for. It allows me to uh, to kind of escape. I know I talk sports on a radio show, but this kind of allows me to go into uh, topics maybe that uh, maybe a little bit deeper. Uh, expound upon stuff, hit on stuff that I uh, wouldn't normally talk about on the on the podcast, but it lets me ramble uh, a little bit too, and hopefully not annoy as, uh, as as many people as I do on live on the radio. But anyways, the 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 two couple po- uh, topics I want to kind of chat about is we're getting closer to to the start of the NFL season. Y'all know me; I'm a big football guy. Football's if I had to rank my sports, number one. But Ted, Teddy Bridgewater was just named a starting quarterback. I know there's been some questions about who's going to be the actual starter in New England. Can Mac Jones overtake Cam Newton, Justin Fields, Andy Dalton? We know Trevor Lawrence is the dude in Jacksonville. Zach Wilson's the dude. Is Trey Lance? When is he going to start over Jimmy G? So, but I kind of want to talk about the state of uh, some of the quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, I'm going to get to that first. Uh, the other. The other topic with the with the Brewers, our hometown Brewers, because a majority of you, I have to imagine, are listening from the great state of Wisconsin. Got to make this thing a little bit more, uh, a little bit more nationwide, though, don't you say? Don't you think? But you know, with with the old adage about you know, offense wins games, defense wins championships. It gets old, it gets overused, and I totally get it. But I I think it still gets overlooked of of how crucial defense is not and it gets used a lot in football but take a look at the last couple of uh champions when it comes to tampa bay buccaneers and football and then just now with the milwaukee bucks and tom brady gets all the highlights gets all the talk but it was that front seven from tampa 
that really got after Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes was was missing his uh, his tackles, but still, that front seven was lights out. And then the Bucks, it was some big time defensive moments from them. Giannis and his block, Drew Holiday with the aggressive D on Chris Paul and Booker, PJ Tucker with the aggressive D on KD. It was moments like that that helped those teams win championships. So when it comes to baseball, again, everybody's like super hyper-focused on offense, and I'm guilty of doing that at times too. But when it's all said and done, who's going to be World Series champs in October, November? Is it going to be the team with the best defense, a.k.a. best pitching staff, best pitching depth overall? I think we kind of get so caught up in offense and while it, while it wins you a lot of games, does it necessarily win you a championship all the time? I don't think so, but we'll get to that second. I want to lead off uh, this this episode of the podcast, talk a little bit about uh, quarterbacks, current quarterbacks in the NFL. And now I, I've said this for the, oh man, last few years, it always kind of like, I guess, boggles my mind that when it comes to the NFL draft, there seems to be every year a team, a couple teams looking for a starting quarterback. Always looking for a starting quarterback. And when you look at it, the NFL only has 32 starting quarterbacks. That 32 starting quarterbacks, that's the only jobs. And for the quarterback position, if you're a really good one, if you're an Aaron Rodgers, you're a Tom Brady, you're a Patrick Mahomes, you're going to be playing that position for... 15 years at least, Russell Wilson. I mean, you know, it's not like you're just going to be playing for a few years, 10 years, and you're done, unless it's your choice. But for the most part, you're going to have a job if you're one of the best starting quarterbacks. So it just always kind of boggles my mind that there's only 32 of these jobs, 32 starting quarterbacks. Yet every year, there's a couple of of teams that are always looking for that starter. Like you would think after a couple years, like in – just because quarterbacks don't usually move on that much that uh, there wouldn't be any more room, but here we are. And I look at, you know, I think I said it in this previous offseason that 2021 was going to be an interesting year with with a bunch of quarterback movements and such. I think 2022 is going to surpass that. And I'm not trying to, to pick on any of these guys, but these are just some of the starters right now. Some of the starters right now in the NFL. Teddy Bridgewater. You've got Ryan Fitzpatrick. You've got Sam Darnold. This is his, I mean, Sam Darnold, still fairly young in that, but this is his probably, you know, last chance to prove it that he can be a franchise quarterback, right? Uh, Jalen Hurts, is he going to be the guy long-term or not? I don't know what's going on with Deshaun Watson in Houston, if he's ever going to play a down anytime soon. I don't know, but if he doesn't, Houston's going to be looking for a guy. Uh, You know, Looking at Jared Goff with 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 Detroit, New uh, New Orleans, Jameis Winston, again former number one overall pick. Marcus Mariota is the second overall pick for, in the same draft. He's a backup. Giants are they going to be sold on Daniel Jones this year? So I mean, these are just some of the the the, the teams out there that could potentially be making a quarterback change. Next year, next year, all those names. I think Denver, for sure, we know. Washington's got to get their future long-term starter. they got to get that one there. Um, 
I don't know about uh, with Philly. I, th- I think they don't even know yet if, if Jalen Hurts is going to be the guy or not. I mean, they've been rumored with Deshaun Watson, Houston and such. So you look at that and it's just like it, it kind of boggles my mind that every year there's always around the draft. We get guys, we get quarterbacks drafted because teams are so quarterback desperate. That, that's why it's the most important position in all of sports. Once you got that franchise guy, you're set up for a long time. You're set up for a long time. It's almost like a two-edged or two-sided uh, sword. Two-edged, you know, how, how does that phrase go? I just blanked on it. Double-edged sword. There we go. I knew it would come to me. You get that franchise quarterback, yeah, you're going to end up paying him boatloads of cash, but then you don't have to worry about the position for double-digit years. But, you know, everybody wants to try to win a Super Bowl with a rookie quarterback because it's going to be cheaper and they can surround him with talent, a.k.a. like what the Chiefs did with Patrick Mahomes before he won his, uh, before he got his big contract. We've seen the Bears try to do it with Mitchell Trubisky, drafted him, uh, brought brought in like Khalil Mack, big contract and such. Didn't work out. If it works out, great. If it works out where you get a quarterback on a rookie contract and you're able to surround the guy with talent and win a Super Bowl, you look like a genius. But if it doesn't work out, you're fired. Your job's on the line. So what would you rather have? Take that risk? Take that risk of bringing in a, a young quarterback and then surrounding him with talent and hoping that that quarterback's going to be good enough to, to win you a Super Bowl? Or do you invest long-term in your in your veteran quarterback? You know what I mean? You know what I'm getting at there? So I just it, the, the quarterback position and just the carousel of quarterbacks has fascinated me i guess for for a long time now so anyways i guess the other point i'm trying to make is that uh and a bunch of rambling that i just did there getting off track again but i think 2022 is going to be kind of wild i mean heck green bay might have a new quarterback might go to jordan love denver i think is going to have a new quarterback new england's going to go to their rookie if they don't go to him this year at some point which i think they will washington should have a new quarterback Maybe Philly, Houston. I mean, the the list is long. It's long. It's it's going to be. I think you're going to see. Oh man, maybe close to double digit teams next year. Have different quarterbacks than um, than what the quarterbacks who are starting this year. I mean, and, and then you know, not again, not to pick on any of these guys, but you know, you're, you're Denver. You got Teddy Bridgewater. You're Washington. You got Ryan Fitzpatrick. Your New Orleans, you have Jameis Winston, who's got arm talent. And yeah, I know he just exploded in that preseason game. But again, it's it's the preseason. Which one of those guys do you trust the most? Like, Teddy Bridgewater doesn't have the biggest arm. Might be a shorter passing game. I loved, I was talking to uh, Eric Falkman, uh, my fantasy expert, on, on my radio show. And he kind of made a good point, like, Teddy Bridgewater is the Cortland Sutton quarterback. Drew Locke is the Jerry Judy quarterback, meaning, you know, deep passes and, and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, you got him. He's more of a game manager type of quarterback, but might not have big plays for you. But then you got Jameis Winston, who's got the big arm, but 
we've seen him throw a bunch of turnover, uh, throw a bunch of interceptions and turn the ball over. Ryan Fitzpatrick, yeah, you may get the Fitz magic once in a while, but not on a consistent basis. And the guy's getting up there in age. And and Washington's got a flipping good team. I don't know if they're kind of going with the Baltimore two thousand mold, where you know defense, defense, got a good running game. They got good. They got a McLaurin, Terry McLaurin, the wide receiver is good over there. But you know, Trent Dilfer led them into a Super Bowl. Maybe they're going that route a little bit. Heck, Ron Rivera is from the uh, from the Bears eighty five Bears. They had Jim McMahon. So I don't know. Maybe kind of following that mold. Quarterbacks, though, man. Quarterbacks are. That position is, it's a fascinating thing to to kind of watch and study. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then uh, coming up uh, after these uh, quick messages, we're going to chat a little bit about defense and how it still, I believe, gets overlooked from a bunch of fans. That's up next. Are you looking to sell your home or buy a new home? Or perhaps you're looking for some land to do some hunting or build your dream home on. Whatever the case may be, you need to check out Woods & Water Realty. Visit woodsandwater.com to check out all the listings out there for new homes, some land for hunting, or to build your new home on. Woods & Water Realty will work with you from start to finish to either put your home on the market and help find that new dream home for you or that perfect plot of land. Woods and Water Realty, your real estate store. Defense! Defense wins championships. It's still the case, even though it may not be the sexiest thing, the flashiest thing in the world. Offense wins games, offense sells tickets. Defense is boring, but defense wins championships. It's usually been... Related, you know, when you hear the phrase offense wins games, defense wins championships, it's been, I feel like, mostly used for football. And, you know, I'm sitting here, we're watching the Brewers winning a bunch of games, winning a bunch of series. Yeah, you got the Dodgers over there and even the Padres who are really struggling right now, but everybody loves them still. And while people I think are respecting the Brewers, Probably not going to have a lot of people picking the Brewers to like go to the World Series or even win the World Series. But, you know, I was thinking about them and I'm thinking like, okay, could they, are they a realistic, are they a realistic team that can win a championship, that can win a World Series? And the more I thought about it, I'm like, okay, well, if, if they get there, it's going to be the pitching, obviously. I mean, they've, they've got three, three studs. Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns, Freddie Peralta. Three of those guys, those three guys, are in the top seven in betting odds for the Cy Young. Corbin Burns has got the second best odds. Woodruff, I believe, was fourth, and then Freddie Peralta was seventh. So and then you, you got Josh Hader, who's one of the best closers in the game. Devin Williams, a reigning rookie of the year and reliever of the year as your setup guy. And then Boxberger coming in to seventh. That's that's pretty dang good. That's pretty damn good. Defense, right there. That's how the Brewers can win a World Series. And then I'm like, okay. Thinking back to to the other teams, defense, you know, is that still a thing? But you look at Tampa Bay, it was their front seven. Their front seven. Tom Brady gets all the attention, gets the Super Bowl MVPs, all that sort of stuff. But Tampa Bay, 
They got there and they won there for a big part because of their defense. Their front seven was lights out. The defensive line, their inside linebackers, uh, White, David. I mean, they were just all over the place, playmaking inside linebackers. And then Milwaukee can look no further than their basketball team, the Bucks. Everything was highlighted by Giannis and his offensive explosions and 50 points in Game 6 of the NBA Finals. No doubt that helped, especially with the offensive struggles they were having in that game. But there was also moments in that series and the series uh, between Brooklyn where it was defensive play. It was defensive play that helped the Bucks win a championship. You look at that Brooklyn series, and it was, you know, KD did his thing and he put up points, but P.J. Tucker made it miserable on him. Made it miserable on him. And then you look at the Giannis block. You look at what Drew Holiday did to Chris Paul and, and Devin Booker, constantly putting up full-court pressure on them. I mean, it was defensive performances and defensive plays that helped those teams secure championships. So looking at looking at the, the Brewers here, can they be World Series champs? Can they win the World Series? With their defense, absolutely. And I, I, I factor in pitching as part of the defense. Yes, I know like Luis Urias has had his struggles over there at third base and throwing errors and, and all that sort of stuff. But you got gold glove winners in the outfield. You've got a gold glove winning second baseman in Colton Wong. You've got stud pitchers. We already went through them. You've got defense. And their offense, they're, they're performing well right now. I mean, they're not like, I don't know, for, for like Brewers fans, they're not like the 2018 team or even like the 2011 team with Brawny and, and Fielder and such. But this team has the best pitching that they've ever had. Solid defenders all across the board. So, yes, with, with their defense, with the defense, with the Brewers' defense, they absolutely can can win this World Series. And I think kind of, you know, Dodgers are going to overshadow them because they're the freaking Dodgers and they spend money. They're a bigger market. San Francisco. You know they're just they're they're playing amazing baseball. They might get be getting a little underappreciated too, even though they've been winning their division for like the whole season. The Padres are struggling big time right now, and they may not even make the postseason for cry I. But I feel like the Brewers are a team nobody wants to face in the playoffs because of their defense, because of their pitchers, and because if you have a lead, if the Brewers go, and, and if if that offense gives their pitchers a lead, the starters, and then hands the ball off to, to their back end of their bullpen with a lead, good luck to the opposing teams. I feel like defense in all of sports still kind of gets taken for granted a bit. You know, it, it's an easy talking point for everybody. Well, we need to invest in defense. We need to get better at defense. Yet, nobody wants to see a defensive struggle. Nobody wants to watch Six to three football games, ten to seven football games. Nobody wants to watch basketball games that don't eclipse a hundred points. Nobody wants to watch low scoring baseball games. It's all about the offense. 
having a good defense, I feel like for a lot of fans, is just an easy talking point. Oh, we need that good defense. We need that, uh, you know, we need that pass rusher, that shutdown corner, or you know, basketball. Oh, we need a big time defender down low on the perimeter. Yet, be honest with yourselves. You don't want to watch that. You don't want to watch that. A lot of people don't. See, to me, I don't mind the 10-7 to football games. As long as it's not like a slop fest. You know when it's a slop fest or an actual just grind. Like it's just the defenses are just shutting everything down. You're not moving the ball at all. Or it's just turnovers and slop fest and drop balls. You know, you we know the difference by watching it. Basketball, I'm good with the 90s style basketball where, heck, games were won like 85 to 78. I don't need to see 100 points in a basketball game. I don't need to see a bucket every time down. If anything, it's like makes you a little bit more nervous and edge on the seat when you don't get a basket now. Baseball, everybody was complaining about one to nothing, two to one, three to one, and let's ban the shift so we get more more hits and blah, 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 blah. I don't mind good defensive performances. It's an easy talking point. People will throw out, need a defense to win a championship, but for the most part, people don't want to watch them. They'd rather see the offense. I'm not saying teams are building their, their squads like that with that mindset. I hope they're not, but I just feel like, you know, from from a fan's perspective, strictly from a from a fan's perspective, defense gets taken for granted. The the having a good defense gets taken for granted. It's an easy thing for fans to say that they need, but they don't want to watch a good defense. Unless it's a defense that scores, like in like in football, that gets you twenty five sacks of or you know, 20 sacks of, from a rud, edge rusher or a dude who gets a ton of picks and they convert it to touchdowns or, or something like that. If it's just a solid defense, you know, forces a team three and out consistently, nobody wants to see that because it's boring. But it gets the job done. So what's, you know, it goes back to the phrase, offense wins games, defense wins championships. It may be, may be boring in the regular season, but when it comes to the postseason in sports, it is the defense that separates championship teams to good teams. It's the defense that will carry you to the next level. It's why Aaron Rodgers only has one Super Bowl. Defense. He and his offense can win a bunch of games in the regular season, but if he's going to continue to have a crap defense, and I'm not saying his last couple years have been crap, but for the longest time, when they get to the postseason, they've done nothing. They've gotten to an NFC Championship game. That's pretty much as far as he single-handedly could lead them. Defense, there was nothing there. Couldn't help out. That's why Aaron Rodgers only has one. That's why Tom Brady has a boat crap of them. Boat crap of them. Boatload of them. I kind of say the same thing for Peyton Manning for the longest time, too, because those, those Colts teams didn't have the greatest defenses. And you had Tony Dungy, who was a defensive-minded coach. His second Super Bowl was won because of his defense in Denver. Defense still gets overlooked, in my opinion, from a lot of fans out there. And it's still defense wins 
championships. And that's why I think the Brewers are a legit World Series contender. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Man Cave Podcast. I promise you, like I've been promising in every episode lately, you're going to get multiple episodes every week starting now. All right, that's a DK guarantee. We'll chat with you guys in a little bit. Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the Man Cave Podcast. But can you do me a quick favor? Can you subscribe, follow, like, and share the podcast? And, you know, rate it, like if you're on iTunes or anything like that. Just make it a good rating. That way other people can find the podcast too. Hey, we're everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, you name it. We're all over. Spread the word about the Man Cave Podcast. Until next time... I'm Dan Casper, and we'll talk with you later.